Whenever we hear or read about other people, our empathy takes over. Us humans have the everlasting desire to think or even feel for others. So, whenever we see, hear or read about someone, our thoughts and feelings travel to a world of imagination. And we do it all the time, when imagining to be a superhero, a construction worker or even a guy on the street. But what if a person is somewhat out of the ordinary? Have you ever wondered what it would be like to be them? Well, we certainly have. With this podcast series, we unravel stories of the sometimes fascinating, obsessed, inspiring, or outright strange folks that have wandered the edges of this earth. So, who this? Welcome to our podcast. Kingston, Jamaica, in the middle of political upheavals and violence, plus streets filled with unwanted men, women and children. He was born. From a young age, he knew he wanted to help others. He spent a lot of time volunteering with shelters and outreach programs, listening to the stories of those who were dying to tell it but rarely had the ears to listen. Every evening, his mom, a teacher in the most volatile community in Jamaica, would spend hours telling him her stories and the stories of children she taught. This stared in him the desire to help. To fulfill his desire of helping, he became a Jesuit monk for 14 years, learning the art of spiritual direction from some of the best spiritual gurus, studied and practiced counseling, and mentored young men and women in some of the most definitive times of their lives. He spent his life listening to the stories of Mayans in Central America, Patrimonian people in South America, street children in Jamaica, disenfranchised youth in North America, and migrants on the US border. Everywhere he was, there was a story to tell. You can hear him uttering one of his favorite phrases. What's your story? Who this? This is Dane. Now who this? One of her favorite lines is from Edward Said. I occasionally experience myself as a cluster of flowing currents. I prefer this to the idea of a solid self, the identity to which so many attach so much significance. With so many dissonances in my life, I have learned actually to prefer being not quite right and out of place. She was born in London to an East Ender mother and a Yemeni Israeli father with a very Jewish upbringing that instilled in her a strong moral compass that has flickered from one extreme to another. Brought up on the vivid imagery of biblical tales, she has a deep love of storytelling and strong feelings around violence, justice, and empathy. She believes that our experiences define us, that if we are open, compassionate, and humble in how we relate to each other and ourselves, that if we seek to understand and celebrate our diversity, that if we can contain fear and magnify love, we have a future worth fighting for. Until then, she's cool with being not quite right and out of place. Who this? Yeah, sounds like me, Shaw. So, I have another one. Who this? He's always tended to be a homebody, relishing when there's nothing to do outside just to cozy up indoors. Still, he's moved around a lot. He was born in the Netherlands just to leave the country at nine months old, moving to clammy Nicaragua where he spent formative years in an old stone house among the dry and wet hills. With little opportunity though, his single mother decided to migrate to the US, 
where at eight years old he had to find his place in a truly different world. There, and still many times, feeling out of place and in between worlds, he engaged with all sorts of stories to find himself and see where he belonged. He then moved to the Netherlands, the strangest country yet, to pursue a career in human rights in The Hague. Still, he engages with stories from people all over the world, finding little bits of himself along the way. Who dis? This is Joe. He was born and raised several meters under the sea level in a place called Zoetermeer, a.k.a. the Netherlands. When he could barely read, he learned about the existence of poverty and inequality. Not necessarily in a conceptual sense, but because his mom dedicated her whole life to helping those in need in his hometown. In a way, his idol was not a fictional character on television, but lived within his house. Throughout the years, this led him to carve his own path, on the quest to not only understand the why of inequality and human suffering, but also to make even the slightest difference. Many books, films, and a study of history and conflict later, he remains riddled by the big social issues. Yet, he found that stories have the power to change realities. So, as a communications professional in the nonprofit sector, he plays his part by amplifying the ever-important stories of the most affected people across the world. Who this? Yeah, that's me, Marta. So, it's great having you all. Um, Thank you. So, not only, not only you, but also the listener. <laughs> um, yeah, just we, we thought we'd start with an episode which is framing of why we, we actually have this podcast and why not start with the stories behind the people that, that host this podcast. But now lead into the discussion or have a short conversation about why, why this podcast uh, is happening. I, I guess I'll bounce it back to you, Dame, because I remember meeting you and you asking me that, me that question. Uh, so what's your story? And it, I, I, I guess that left me a little bit flabbergasted. I was like, oh, I, I don't know what to respond. Mm. It's a very, very uh, on the spot uh, moment. Right. Yeah, I'll ask you the, the, I guess also a difficult question. Why these people in this podcast, why do we want to talk about them? Well, as I'm understanding that our project here in this podcast is to try to decenter the narratives of history and try to find people that we haven't really heard about. Now, this is, this is a big project. And we, th- we thought to ourselves, let's take one step first in the direction of a total decentering. There are people behind the main people. And we started to talk, me and you, about what kind of podcast we would want to do. And you were talking about, you, you were very interested in history and you told me that Joe was very interested in history. And so in that conversation, I felt like a fire in me, like I wanted to tell stories, but I didn't want to tell the same stories that everybody is telling. We wanted to tell the stories of weird, maybe strange, maybe, but people that can be inspiring also. And we wanted to see how far we could go and find stories of people worth telling. That people that we, we feel like we haven't heard of, but probably deserve a voice and deserve a platform to be heard off. But this is just the first step. Joe, why did you join us? When I first met you, I asked you the same thing. What's your story? And then you were like, why are you so weird? Or something. <laughs> you said something. 
<laughs> but then you went into uh, your story and I found it fascinating. Yeah, I yeah, kind of like how the intro said, I've always sort of tried to identify with people in history. I think that's why I found it so fascinating to begin with. Um, you know, it was just literal stories that could hook you that have, you know, fascinating beginning, middle and ends and unlike, you know, our let's say moral fantasy stories, they don't always end in happy endings either. So it it was, I just found it, you know, as a kid, like hooking and fascinating. And I was just like, man, so much happened. And, you know, there's, there's never going to be enough time to absorb all of this and truly understand how we got here as a civilization, I guess. I don't know. But that was my little nerdy self. Um, just thinking about it. And, and yeah, I, I got hooked on the idea because of this, because I mean, you guys are fun. Like I like hanging out with you and I love chatting shit and talking about, like you said, people that are a bit on the fringes that aren't necessarily the big personalities of history that still made an impact and you can still sort of associate or identify yourself with them. Uh, Cause from my perspective, let's say there's like seven, I, at the, actually at this point, there's 8 billion people on this planet and not everyone is going to be, let's say, Alexander the Great for many reasons, you know, opportunity being one of them. Um, I'm sure tactical prowess is another, but we just focus on those big personalities. And I feel like for a lot of people today, you kind of become desensitized in like this old ideas of greatness. And I think we just want to... I don't know, talk about people that made incremental change that's equally as important. And I think everyone has left some sort of mark in history. And I want to highlight those people. True. It's not only that, right? It's also history is, is a political tool in many in many ways. Yeah. It's it's a nation state, a narrative that they want us to uh, hear and uh, want, want to tell us. And what I've always found fascinating is why don't we really tell the tell the stories of, of, of suffering of the minority, the losers, so to say, in history. Why, why do we ignore those stories, even though those stories will probably teach you more than only... Because I'm not saying the, the stories of, of conquerors are unimportant, but I think the stories of the normal people, the, the, the common folk, it's those stories that, that matter. One, it tells you the complete story of how a culture uh, came to be. It it tells you the stories of of struggles that that have very much a place in history, where people were struggling against uh, against the, the rich elite, for instance, as working class, and how that how that shaped the culture as we know it today. So I think those stories matter. And you, Charlotte, what's what about you? So I joined this journey a bit later on. These guys kind of already sowed the seeds, and Martin shared with me one of the recordings and it just really resonated. I mean, I was born into a very well-known protracted conflict with very polarized sides. And through my experiences and being exposed to very different ways of viewing and perceiving the situation and the stories that are told, it's amazing, not you know, assigning any positive or negative connotation to that, how the way that we tell a story can 
construct reality a bit like what you said martin in your intro that stories can really change stories can change everything i think and i don't know if anyone else listening has any conflict in their own story or you know the way that you think about yeah your life journey um but i think i can't remember who said this but somebody writes about Shakespeare and all of these, let's put it a bit bluntly, dead white guys who history, you know, kind of obsesses about. And let's think about all of the people that, not even the people that, you know, are on this earth currently, 8 billion of us, but the people who are beneath the earth, not alive anymore, um, the people who we don't know about necessarily, but absolutely everyone has some impact what level they have that impact of course varies but i think we can imagine a different world if we are exposed to as many different conflicting stories and you know kind of get familiar with being able to contain things that don't fit nicely together if that makes sense mm. Because my feeling is, is that we, and this is a cognitive thing, we reduce everything so that it's easier for our brains to uh, process. Um, if I meet somebody and they tell me, oh, I'm from X and I'm, I've done this and my father was that, then I don't know, we're immediately kind of painting a picture and making a lot of assumptions about this person and reducing them to whatever is already available to us. So let's, through this project, let's open ourselves up to the things that aren't readily available to us and question things that we may already know. And yeah, just converse. That's what it's all about, I think. Yeah, thank you, Sharon. And I, and I, think, and I think what we are trying to do, and I want the listeners to pay attention to this, is as Sharon mentioned, we're trying to hold things in tension, right? Right there in the tension where it doesn't seem quite resolved. Some things feel resolved. Sometimes the stories we tell, it, it might seem that way. But a lot of the stories that we tell, you don't know where to land the planes on the story. The stories that we tell sometimes, they're not going to have the ending that make you walk away feeling relieved. Some of the stories we tell are going to be stories that make you have to say, what if that's where I end up? And are you okay with being that person in that story? You might have known people in that story. I know I didn't like how my mother's stories ended, right? I wanted a different ending, but it ended how it ended. And I have to come to terms with that story. And I have to come to terms with the stories that we tell in this, in this podcast. And so we want to just join you in the tension with these stories. So enough about us. Let's dive straight into those stories of the people we think are worth talking about. See you next time.